The Dad presents episode 44, Keeping It Real. It all starts right now. I grew up Sorry. very hardcore Catholic like yourself. I, I did get it rammed down my throat. Yeah. I'm just not, not the priest, but <laughs> yeah. Um, Hello and welcome to the Dad Presents episode number 44. This is B. I'm here with J. Maddie. What's going on, B? I'm here with Dog. What's poppin'? And the three of us unite to form. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a superhero thing, but never mind. Incredible young people with superpowers. And watching over them from Center Neptune, Seven Zark Seven. Um, everything's good. How's everybody? Excellent, man. Man, great. That's great. Yeah. Good to have everybody back at home. Back from a week in Vegas. Oh. Feeling good. How'd you do? What happened? Who did what to who? Tell oh, me what happened. Come Give on. me some juice. What happens in Vegas stays. This is a family show. Oh. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think families get here? People fuck each other and make babies. That's true. Yeah, so get out. That's saying what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas is the dumbest, dumbest <laughs> uh, expression ever because, you, you know. A lot of things come home from Vegas. Yeah, like VD, AIDS, and syphilis. Babies. Yeah, herpes. Herpes yeah. simplex tinge. Got all right, man. Oh, sorry. Okay, so we've all touched base. We know Matt was in Vegas. Doggy, have you done anything extraordinary in the last several hours? No, not really. Just, uh, you know, drinking oh, and shit good. like that. You know, I ain't been doing shit. Just okay. laying low, man. Well, that's the way Staying you play it. Staying out the way, baby. That's the way you play it. All right, let's just jump in. We'll get into it. We, we're glad to be back. Took a little break, but it's time for our favorite part of the show, and of course, that is parenting questions. Oh, yeah. I love the questions. Before <laughs> before we get into parenting questions, all right, here we go. I, I would like to discuss. Um, I would like to have a little <laughs> a little uh, PSA, public okay. service announcement. All right. Okay. Now, when you are you guys are you guys shakers or are you more of like a squeeze and a tug? Oh, when you're ch- shaking hands. No, when you no, when you when you're going to the bathroom. Oh, when you piss, you got to clarify, are you jacking off or you going to bed? You're peeing? Do you, do you shake it out or do you squeeze and tug? You know, I do both. You do both? Yeah. Yeah. I let's see, what do I do? I I think if I'm on a public bathroom it's weird. I don't I do it differently. I shake it, but when I'm at home I just kind of let it lay and just let it cuz I sit on the toilet to pee. You just let it drip into your just underwear. Let it, you do? Did you say you sit you when do? you pee? I do. Damn. It's easy. Damn. You know, I had a chapter in in my book called I sit when I pee and sure. it was about Basically, being emasculated by marriage. <laughs> Did you always sit when you pee, or For like is... the last twenty years? It's just yeah. easy. I don't. I mean, and then so you just do it out of laziness. Out of laziness, it feels good. I can sit. I can look at my phone. Not only that, as I get older, I don't know if I have to shit or pee. Depending, oh, I might wow. be like, oh wow, I didn't know. I didn't wow. see that coming. There's a deuce. Yeah. Here comes the deuce. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I guess that that makes sense. That's yeah, uh, ergonomical. I started doing it just to because um, I was tired of getting yelled at about peeing on the floor because oh, I get yeah. up about seventeen yeah. times a night. Because my bladder's ninety years old, mm. and I was constantly getting yelled at for the bathroom stinking. Because you know it's four a.m. You miss a little bit, <laughs> so I started. I started sitting just for accuracy. But anyway, I asked the question mm. because here's the deal: I okay. don't care if you shake it uh-huh. or if you you know squeeze and tug. You know, like you're milking an udder. I don't care which <laughs> one you do. Mm. But if you're at one of those urinals, as I was this weekend in Vegas, uh. where it's like a, a trough. You know, uh, where everybody's just no, lined up next to each other, no, like at a high school Dodger football Stadium, game. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Oh, do not fucking shake. Do not <laughs> oh, yeah, shake. That's, that's terrible. I, I was peeing. I was in the middle. There's a guy to my left, oh. guy to my right. Guy to my left 
gave it a shake, and I got piss on my forehead. Oh, a bead oh, wow. of piss. Because when you're shaking, it's going both directions. Right. I, I caught a drop on my forehead. Oh. And I'm like, I, I said so. I'm like, dude. What the fuck are you doing? And he just like, he just, I looked at him, like waiting for him to respond. He just zipped up and walked out, like trying to pretend nothing happened. Mm. Piss on my forehead. Do not shake it at a trough. You got to be, you got to be, you got to milk it. Yeah. yeah, treat it like an udder. Yeah, get yeah. it, get it out safely. Damn, folks. What, where were you at? At for a fucking trial? Uh, I was, I was downtown at some. Yeah, that's what I said. Downtown, hotel. some old yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He might have had a fetish. I, he just wanted to pee on you or something like that. I haven't seen. No, one I, since I mean, I'm pretty. Stadium, I'm man. pretty sure yeah. it was accidental. But mm-hmm. you just got to have etiquette, man. You can't just be willy nilly out there shaking your dick all over the place because there's no accuracy. There's none. Point it down. Squeeze at the base. Get and pull. Yeah. All right. That's all. That's that's the PSA. From the dad, yeah. Tap it with tissue or something. Yeah, yeah. Do do something. I mean, that's pretty feminine, but that's that's better than that's better than dousing your neighbor, sprinkling them with some of your special sauce. That's how my mom, when I was a kid, told me how to wipe it. it was like, just tap it with a little. And my father's oh, like, man. no, do not do that <laughs> shit. What's wrong with you, boy? Right. Go shake right. your dick somewhere else. Yeah. Oh god. But that trough is bad. That's that's yeah. Like dog said, that's old school. Sure like, is, man. Don't do the trough. Yeah, just don't build those, first of all. It's not sanitary. And you want to know somebody who's brave going in the public bathroom is a guy who takes a piss at a urinal next to another guy with a urinal wearing sandals. Yeah. That's brave. Because yeah, or really drunk. Yeah, one or the other. Because you're gonna get you're gonna get that golden shower on your feet. Yep, for sure. Tissues. No that's, doubt. That's happening. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. All right. Parenting so, questions. Enough piss. We'll get into the parenting questions. Yeah. Daddy. So, you know, bringing important things, though, to the people. I, th- I think that, that That's, matters. That is. All right. All right. Nobody should have to suffer that fate as I did. Okay. Timothy <laughs> in Oregon. Timmy. Was that South Park? Yeah, right? it was. Yeah. That was pretty poor. good. Yeah, I caught it. Uh, my wife complains that I try to be too much buddy-buddy with my son. Mm. He's 11. Yeah. I think she's too strict and hard on him. Is it better to be a disciplinarian or to be friendly with your kids? Oh, man, I get yelled at for this all the time. I get yelled at as being the friendly dad and not, you know, cracking the whip. But the thing is, is that for me, it switches when something like when some real shit, then I'm disciplinarian. My wife hides in the bathroom somewhere. Um, You got to understand that this is this man's son. Right. And you get a boy and it's like the best thing ever because it's like little you. So, yeah, he's going to be like that for the rest of his life. Your wife has to learn to deal with it. He's going to have a relationship with you that she, he does not have with her. But it does not stop her from forming her own little special relationship with your son. Um, you know, you guys can split discipline, and do whatever, but you can't get rid of the beautiful stuff in between to do that. You, you have a relationship with your son. Enjoy it. She needs to form her own relationship, and you guys need to handle discipline together. Yeah, you're halfway right. Dog? Dog. Man. You know, it's good cop, bad cop. You know what I'm saying? So just uh, you know, shit, the the mother might be a bitch. Oh. Right. <laughs> and 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 the dad might Tim, be. Tim, cool. I'm sure I'm sure your wife is not a bitch. You, you know what I'm I saying? Apologize. So I mean, I'm just saying though, like Like if it's not Tim, you, if it's you know, I'm if just saying it's, if it's hypo- whoever, you yeah, know if what I'm saying? Hypothetical, so it's like Tim. good cop, bad cop. So just play it like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. a that's a hundred percent wrong. I'm gonna tell you why. And this what? is why B was half right. No oh, good. You can't have good cop, bad cop, because that's unfair to bad cop. And that's probably where your wife is coming from. She's probably mad that you get to be the buddy and she has to do all the disciplinary discipline. Mm-hmm. So it's not an either or question. Is it good to be a disciplinarian or their buddy? You got to be, you got to be like 
the Le'Veon Bell. You got to be the all-around package. You can go out and catch the pass. You can stay in and block. You can run. You can take you got, a year off and until you get paid. That's right. Take a year off, smoke some <laughs> weed, have a good time. You got to be the all-around back. You got to be their buddy. If you're not your kid's buddy, yeah. then why why the fuck are you having kids? Sure. Why have kids if you can't be their buddy? Agreed. At the same time, if you are not disciplining them, they're going to they're gonna be a couple little shits. You're raising a couple little shits. You're going to put a couple little shits out there in the world. You're making the world a bad place. Mm-hmm. Okay? But don't, it, you can't just be their buddy. You got to be both. And you can't expect the wife to be, be doing all the discipline because that's just not fair. Because then they're going to like you more. That's not fair. Hmm. So no good cop, bad cop. Both of you discipline. Both of you be their friends. Now, if you're telling me that your wife um, is complaining because you're friendly and you're, you are also disciplining them and maybe she's just not capable of being friendly with the kids, well, then that's on her. But it sounds to me like... She's the disciplinarian, and you're the fun one, and that's not fair to her. Yeah, you got a point there. Um, but like I said, like, but pretty much what I said. But you could still be Share a good cop and say, well, you need to listen to your mom. Yeah. Yeah. But you're still the good cop. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, number two. Number two. Thank you, Timmy. Thank you, Timmy. Number two comes from Elizabeth with an S, just like my sister, Elizabeth with an S. Oh, aren't, you, aren't you something, Elizabeth with an S? Elizabeth with an S in Special. New York. Mm-hmm. She says, now this is a good one. My cousin is getting gay married to her girlfriend. <laughs> I'm getting gay married. Now, I'm not a Bible beater. <laughs> I've never heard that. No, I'm not a Bible beater, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if this is something I should take my child to. Should I? And if so, how do I prepare them for this? Ah, very simple. Yes. You tell them the truth. Boom. You tell them what happens, that sometimes guys like guys and girls like girls and girls like men, and then there's other special people that like cousins, but that's in the South. And that's what you do. You you don't begin to build sort of this anti, and I don't want to say anti-gay, but anti, yeah, anti-gay uh, element to them when it's not needed. Right on. This is the best time to get them into this stuff because they're so innocent and they are yearning for knowledge. So maybe they research it. Maybe you research it with them. You can tell them all about gay history and what happened and people who were shamed and all that other stuff. And they don't have to deal with the bullshit when they're an adult. That's the best part, is that they're already ready. So that's what you do. You tell them the truth. You take them to the wedding. It's an experience. And if you don't make a big deal out of it, most likely your kid won't either. Preach. Listen, B. Yes. I... I'm proud of you. Oh, you've been listening oh, to me. You've been listening to me for last year, uh, and you've adopted off. the idea that honesty is the way to go. Yeah, proud of you for that growth. Because I hated gay people before this. I'm not talking about gay people. Oh. I'm talking about honesty. Oh. Telling your kid the truth, they can handle it. I think I said that a long time ago. Nah, I'm pretty sure. All right. But, okay. Dog, anyway. what do you got? Yeah, I'd agree with B, man. 100%. Yeah, so I'm for B. At that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. I don't want to say anything fucked up. <laughs> so I'm just past that. <laughs> the only additional thing I would add is yeah. that, uh, is that our guest? We're supposed to have some guests uh, from Real Dad Talk podcast, but we're not sure if we've been stood up or not. So uh, we're checking out we the window. We don't know if that's them or not. If they, they... stood us up, well, uh, those guys suck. But in the event they come no, here in the next 10 definitely... minutes, they're, yeah. they're fantastic. That's not them. And they should know uh, not to drive like that in front of someone's house. It looks like a drive-by. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the only thing I would add to what you said, B, is okay. that um, you you said uh, explain it all, get them into it early. Sure. I, it's it's a normal thing yeah. for for gays to fall in love with each mm-hmm. other. Yes. But you can also acknowledge that this is not the norm. Like you shouldn't pretend with the kids like this is what everybody's doing. Mm. Cause it, you know, it's 
ten percent of the population. So you just you want to frame it correctly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You let them know that that's what happens. Some people yeah. do this. Some sometimes people. some people are born and they like people who got the PPs they got. Sure. And that's totally natural. Nothing and fine. wrong with that. Yeah. Hey, more other P for us. The more other P for for us. Except we're married, so we blew it. Um are we done with question two? We're done with question two. Parenting question segment is over, folks. I think we should give ourselves a round of applause. But let's get on to the news of the day. And we're catching up on stories, folks. Um, an un- oh, excuse me. I can't talk. An upcoming basic income pilot is going to provide 15 single black mothers in Jackson, Mississippi, with a monthly income of $1,000 a year. Jay Maddie, you've been talking about this basic income. Give us a little bit more on that one time. Refresher. I mean, what it all means. well, I mean, this is this is the whole platform Andrew Yang's been running on. So I, I think most people are familiar with it. But basically, the idea is that we're, workers are being replaced by technology all over the country. And if you project out 20 years, something like 38% of the population who is now employed will be unemployed because of technology. So politicians are tinkering with the idea of a universal basic income, UBI, meaning everybody in the country gets like $1,000 a month yeah. to live off of, regardless of your economic uh, position. So this, this is the first I've heard of it, you bringing it up. Um, not sure why they're choosing single black women, but I, I, I like the idea. Let's see where it goes. The only thing with UBI that I worry about is the same with welfare. It creates people who are dependent on the system, and uh, that historically just has not worked out super great um, because we don't want to rob people of their motivation and innovation and and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But this this may be something that's unavoidable. So I'm glad they're they're testing it out and let's see how it goes. Yeah, you always got to wonder where this money is coming from. But it's coming out out your pocket. Yeah, that's where it's coming from. from. Um, It's the first pilot of his uh, kind that Maddie uh, mentioned helps black people, black women specifically. I'm going to get it off. Jesus. Nationwide, black women live in poverty at a higher rate than almost any group of Americans. Doggy, how do you feel about basic income? Hey, man, I haven't been paying attention. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> All right. I'm doing some other shit over here. Uh, he's what? Monday Night Football. Th- is on thank post. you for that you know, contribution. Just, I'm not fucking doing anything. All right. I'm listening right now. So We're good. That shit just went right over my head. We're, real. We're, I'm concentrating <laughs> on all kind of other shit. He's got a lot going on, folks. Yeah. Okay. We'll continue. Right. We're flying with one engine. Well done. Um, California students may be banned from using cell phones, and we talked about this at uh, school. Good, okay. And they're um, and it's in Sacramento. Uh, I guess they the California students they the I guess the law or rule would restrict or ban them from using smartphones at school. And it's a state bill, a lawmaker who says that devices can interfere with classroom learning. Well, I get that, I guess. But yeah. but what if you need to get in touch with your kids? But is it at school or is it just in class? Uh, it says in That's class. That's a difference. Yeah, it yeah. says, let's see, uh, reported. Well, they from, shouldn't be able to use it in class in the first place. I mean, they're allowed to use it in the middle of class right now? At school. I, well, I don't know. I think You know, a lot, of, a lot of comedians now, when you go see a comedian at the door, you got to check your, your phone into this little Ziploc bag uh-huh. so that you can't be on your phone during the show disrupting, you yeah. know, beeping, sure. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I like that idea. Why not do that in schools? You walk into class, you dump your phone in the bag, you get it when you come out. Yeah, but just like my stepdaughter used to, man, like she had an Apple Watch. So mm-hmm. it's like you can check still, your watch too. You can still yeah. get the text. But check all that shit. They don't know it. 
you know, the teachers won't know you have an Apple Watch. Yeah. Unless Look, you're a young, hip teacher. You, you know what I'm saying? You're there to learn. Right. Like, they... The, those kids that, like I said, I'm not trying to to smash on technology. Technology's great. Um, there's a lot of good to come from the iPad and whatnot. But you're in school. You're there to learn. Put the phone down. No, no phone in the classroom for yeah. sure. I get it as being a distraction, and you could maybe have a thing where the teachers say, "Turn them off, put them in your bag, or whatever." But we live in a different age, and I'm going to just ask one question: What about during a school shooting? Mm. I mean, you can't. That we can't legislate around that the off chance. I mean, look, school shootings are terrible. Sure. They're happening more frequently sure. than, than they we should. Have to talk about that, right? But yeah. but it's still like you still have a better chance of getting hit by lightning than getting caught up in a school shooting. Yeah, but you know, and we're not mm-hmm. we're not worried. We're not making rules about lightning. Mm-hmm. So I, the phone the phones do more harm than good. Uh, what what's your phone going to do for you in a school shooting situation? Anyway? Let you get to authorities. Well, let you get your well, parents. If don't don't send your kids to a white school. Then you'll be fine. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> ah, well, you shouldn't even be laughing at that. There, there's one way to combat it. But no, nah, I mean, there, there's a school shooter shows up. He's in one area. There's a million other people in the school who could then make that phone call. We don't. We don't really but that's it. the thing. No two school shootings are alike. If I have a child in that situation. I want to have as much access to my child as I possibly could. I think the teachers just have to buckle down and say, look, turn them, beginning of class, turn off your cell phones, put them away. You have them on you. End of class, do what you want. It's just a different day and age. You you don't know what's going on. I don't think on. that works. I don't think turn them off works or else they wouldn't be experimenting with a law like this. Well, I mean, they did the same thing in class. I remember you'd have like, I don't know, I remember dating myself, Walkmen, right? You bring something mm-hmm. electric to school you weren't supposed to, and the kid, the teacher would give you a warning and say, turn it off or I'm going to take it, and then you'd leave it on and the teacher would take it. In seventh grade, I had a I had a teacher, I forget his name, Mr. Snuffleupagus or something <laughs> stupid, and he used to call me, he, he called me... Uh, Matt, the prima donna. I don't know why he called me a prima donna. I mean, I I guess I gave him some lip a few times. Seventh grade. Mm -hmm. So this is back, you know, back in our day where I I had a boom box. That's the kind of stereo you had. Yeah. So I came to school with my boom box inside of my book bag. Yeah. Or a whole back, a whole whole big bag. Mm -hmm. And he called me out. Matt the prima donna. And I hit play. I had it all jacked up, ready to go. And it was Chicago's prima donna. (laughs) <laughs> blared it out for the classroom. That was that was the end of that. Point being, should have had me check it at the door. Can't yeah. be can't be going in the classroom with your electrical devices. Can't do it. Check them at the door. Check the phones at the door. I agree with the law. I'd like to see it go through. I don't know. Let's make this a poll question to put on Facebook for the the, the listening sure, audience. I'll do that. I'll do, do that. that. Let's see. Let's see what you guys think. I think you. I think the times that we live in now kind of require it, especially if you have older kids, high school, that sort of thing. You need to know where they are. I. You know. That's just me. Um, let's see here. A recent article, and this is Jamel Hill, who used to be with ESPN. Man, this girl's lost her fucking mind. What did she yeah, say? Has she really though? Yes. Every uh, she's just one stupid thing after another. Uh, I think you misunderstanding. Um, she basically what Maddie's upset about this time because there's so many things he's upset about. I'm not upset. Um, she posts that uh, the overall health of historically black colleges and universities would improve exponentially if top black prep athletes chose to play there instead of predominantly white institutions. I don't see anything that's not wrong all, with that's that. That's not all she said. She what said that she said they should stop she said they should stop going to predominantly white schools. 
Yeah, that mm. no, they need to go to predominantly white schools because the level of competition is better yeah. in predominantly white schools. You know, I'm sending my son to Ohio State. I'm not sending him to Texas Southern. Yeah, but I mean, that. but her reasoning is is that these schools do not get the money that other schools get, and these athletes. And I, I think I'm gonna, I'll do some poetic license. I think I'm gonna guess what she's getting at here is that the NCAA basically treats them like you know indentured servants oh, or something. So I think that's the thing. She's saying, why not? basically help your own folks out help your own universities get you know get an education at a hbcu i don't think there's anything wrong with I making that request i don't here, know how let, realistic let me it is. translate what she's actually saying uh-huh. me 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 everyone look at me i'm over here me 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 i don't think so no no, no no she just says too many stupid she means things for well attention. i can Not, understand what she's, she's saying. calling yeah. she is calling for segregation it's just not enough what money mean, in black schools. What, yeah. But what she is saying, don't go to white schools anymore, only go to black schools. Sure. Segregation. She's but no, pro-segregation. She's not, she's not saying don't talk to white people and only she's use... She's saying but, don't go to their schools. No. That's segregation. Only athletes, not... Yeah. White people weren't saying don't talk to black people. They were saying just don't let them drink out of our water fountain. Well, Give them their own water fountain. Years, no. The, but the reason... Time, yeah. She gives a reason. She says in order to help these historically black colleges, it's a good cause... I get it. I don't know how realistic it is because, like Dog said, the competition is at these Big Ten schools, which are yeah, predominantly that's where the money's or at. at Big Ten, Pac Ten, whatever you. Have. Do you remember a black college? A black college coach can't come and recruit someone without sliding some money under the table. Yeah, you know these black inner city school kids. Who man? I don't want to go to no bullshit in a, you know sure. institution. Yeah, so and I've been living in a hole in the wall. So you're disagreeing all my with her. You're yeah, saying they should go to the good white school. Yeah, go to the saying. good school. Yeah. And, you know, meet a white woman that got some good going for herself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All yeah. these different nationalities, yeah, women. Yeah. You know, at least try go that where high the school. fuck you want. It's your life. Yeah, go yeah. Where the fuck you want. No, I understand. Hey, do you remember the Do you remember the 1990s when liberals were all about uh, free speech and unity, and mm-hmm. we're we're all the same color and you know, we're all the same people. Remember that? Yeah. Now they're now they're a bunch of racist segregation segregating uh anti First Amendment and Second Amendment uh church ladies. Well isn't that special? Well, no. They're Anything? the church ladies now. Remember in the nineties mm. it was the church ladies going after NWA and mm. two live crew. Now now it's these uh the new age church ladies, no, Jamel but, Hill and the rest of the liberals. But she you see, this is the thing. The liberal she may be liberal. But she's black first. And so no, she's looking no, she's at... she's a person. Yeah. That's what she is. Well... With dark skin. She identifies with being black and... fuck how lo- she identifies. I'm just telling you. And she's looking for an opportunity to help people who look like her, who often... But she's not helping them by, by advocating for segregation. That is not helping them. It could help some black universities if some athletes took heed to that. I don't... Like I said, is I don't know Is it helping how... the black athletes to tell them to go to a black school? Is that helping them Maybe. when they have an opportunity to go to Notre Dame or or uh, USC? Maybe she wants them to go to the Southern Methodist Baptist whatever. Wow, like wow, I said, that's racist. I that's... don't know. Like I said, I don't know how realistic it is, but her heart is in the right place. She's looking out for her people. Yeah, her heart is, yeah. you know, I can understand I why she, she said it, but she needs to like. Did she? I wonder which. Did she attend Howard or something like that? Or I'm trying to remember she where probably she went. went. To Harvard no, Michigan State. No, no, she went to Michigan she went State. To Michigan okay, State. fucking hypocrite. Yeah, she went to Michigan State. Grow so, up, Jamel Hill. Come on now, like Look if I'm me. going to Michigan Look State or me. if I'm going to Howard, it's, yeah. it's two different well, institutions, man. Howard, 
shit, you probably they don't even have probably have a Chick Fil A on the campus. Well, you know, her <laughs> even though she went to Michigan State, she may have evolved from then. She's twenty something years old she's, when she's in Michigan State, and she may have not made the decision to go to Michigan State. Now, as an adult, she feels that this is something people should consider. Her heart is in the right place. It's not incredible. Now she's realistic. going after people like Candace Owen for 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 being brave and and not going along with everybody else. Like it's oh. just. She's just trying to play the game, get her name out there, and say things she thinks would be popular. That's well, all yeah. she's doing. Um, Jennifer Anderson. We're actually taking a black tone, I guess, this show. Well, what, what else is new with, yeah, with you like pulling it. these stories? That's what we I, get. I think you sent me half of these. But anyway, Jennifer Anderson, I guess, is t- <laughs> taking on fire because she looked black on a, a magazine cover. Mm. cover. Dude, I can't talk. Uh, she's yep. wearing a black DKNY bra. Can't and, do that. And Louis Vuittons and, and Elizabeth Locke and jo- John Hardy. What? All this shit. Never, anyway, she's black. She looks black. Her skin tone's black. People mm. are mad that she looks black. Yeah. And that's the issue. Yep. Jay Maddie, what do you think? Well, I mean, obviously, the sun is fucking racist. <laughs> the sun's racist. Can't You can't walk around with a tan as a white person. That's a cultural appropriation of, of uh, skin color. You can be whatever you want to be, man. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I've looked you know, at the. If you want to be black, be black, act black. If you want to be white, act white. She had a tan. You know, yeah. she was tan. She's yeah. getting shit for having a tan. Yeah, it's so amazing. No, it's nuts. beautiful. The whole thing is nuts. But I bet Jamel Hill tweeted about that too. Doubtful. She 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 tweets about things of substance. I usually, think she's just sour that she's not on ESPN anymore. So no. she's really pissed. Of course she is. Dude, she has a job. And they pay, yeah, but for, it's not ESPN. But they still pay her for her opinion. How sour can she be right now? Yeah, but ESPN is a different type of monster. She had her own show. Yes, she did. And, and they paid her, so she's. I mean, she made money. Yeah, but right? she she kicked herself out of there. Well, I mean, but sometimes the cause is worth it. That's the, the that's how she comes across. You she, go head up with Trump, you lose. Yeah, well, that I don't think that because he she went with him. I think she just continued to do her own thing, and they couldn't stand it anymore. And that's what happens. But I need another drink. Okay. No, not really. <laughs> you you already uh, tuned out for seventy five percent. All right, go on. Go get your drink. Yeah, You're good. No, I'm good. Go ahead. But go ahead. Yeah. I want you to be comfortable. Dog. Jennifer Anderson. I don't want you to suffer. Yeah, Jennifer Anderson's people ha- had to actually argue, put out a statement that she's been tanned since she was on Friends. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what the, we've come the to. The fact that she has to explain being tanned. You know, boycott the sun. We need to boycott the sun. We the need moon to boycott. No, just the sun. The sun is racist. Boycott it. Cancel the sun. Jeez. Cancel the sun. Yeah. Jennifer Anderson, if you want to be black, you can be unemployed like the rest of us. That's fine. Um, hey, we got a call coming. It could be those guys. Hey, everything I said before about the guys from Real Dad Talk, <laughs> I was kidding. I was kidding. I didn't mean it. They're good dudes. Sure. And uh, they're outside. Stop kissing ass. And I'm going to go get them right now. All right. We'll be back with more on the Dad Presents after these words. Yo, B. What's happening? You know, you notice how chill and sexy I'm looking right now? Uh, no comment on that. Well, you, you notice. Don't pretend you didn't notice. Mm, quite the opposite. <laughs> but what are you getting at? You want to know why I'm looking so chill and please, so sexy right now? Please stop talking and just tell me what, what you're <laughs> It's me undies. I'm feeling good. I'm wearing me undies. I feel good. And when you feel good, you look good. Are we really talking about your underwear right now? We're talking about my underwear. I don't want to talk about your underwear. Me undies are the best underwear you can get out there. And our listeners, we got a code for you. If you want some me undies, if you want to feel fresh, if you want to look good, Go to MeUndies.com, use the code word buy 20 for 20% off. That's a bargain at any price. So you, you said these are the best underwear you can get? Look at me right now. 
I don't want to. Look at me. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Go to me undies. <laughs> do what he said with the code. Get them. They're great underwear. That's all I'm going to say about it. My nuts are so tight. I, I, you took it too far. So we got uh, Rob and Chris. They made it in for Real Dad Talk. What's going on, fellas? Thanks for coming. Traffic's horrible, but we're here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Traffic's fault, huh? The four or five. You know the four or five. It's the same story. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for coming, man. No, thank, thank you, you guys. So, um, I, hey, I thought, you know, since we got a couple dad experts in here now, again, yeah. we got four strapping young dads. I well, thought we could kick it back to do a couple more parenting questions. How's that sound? That is probably your best idea ever. Oh, come on. Don't sell me short. I, yeah, I don't want to hear the other ideas. Like. Really <laughs> shitty ideas, mostly. But go ahead. All right. So so the way this goes, guys, is uh, our, our writers, during the week, we have a, a Facebook fan page. And uh, we ask them for parenting questions, you know, like a, like a Dear Abby for, for dads. And I, I pick through them, and then we answer them on the show. So I'm, I'm going to throw a couple out to you. We'll let them have first stab at it. All right. So this comes from Cheryl in Naples, Florida. Mm. And she says, what do you do when your child asks you if God is real? Ooh, I love it. Oh, man. This, this, you see, we start you out. We don't That's put good. it. I, I, I'll, yeah. I'll get I'll get straight to the fire right away. Uh, yeah. I'll get straight to it. Um, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to talk about other people's experience with faith and uh, what they go through or what they were raised with. Answer the question, bro. <laughs> I, was, I was raised with faith, uh, a certain religion, and uh, I will push that same faith and religion because uh, if I truly believe in it, I'm going to push it on to my children. If they don't want to go that path, I'll say, okay, you know, tell me why. If they have a, whatever, good enough reason or if they want to go that path, go that path. But I have a certain faith that I will push onto my children. Mm-hmm. You're up, man. Jump, jump right on in. That's there. how we do it. We go. We go. 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 go, go I mean, go, go. Chris is gonna totally go the opposite way on this. So. Well, <laughs> uh, wait, let's wait for this well, one. I, Chris, I hope, go. I hope so because that was so, the wrong answer, Rob. Yeah, well. So <laughs> that was a D minus. Uh, thank you guys for having us, <laughs> Chris B here, along with Rob K. Real Dad Talk. Check there us out. RealDadTalk.com. Instagram at the Real Dad Talk. Gentlemen, thank you for having That's us. That's a pro and, right there. You yeah, got it all. And I would have, and I would have never thought. Uh, that I'd be the subject of a question like that because that's normally a type of question that I throw out to my guests, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to have you guys on our cast. But to answer your question, and can you please repeat it again because I want to make sure I respond appropriately. Sure, sure. It's Cheryl in Naples, and she says, how do you answer your child when they ask you if God is real? Okay, so then my first thing to Cheryl is, what is God? Okay? Mm-hmm. So if we look at God as... That's what you're going to say to the kid? <laughs> well, no, <laughs> no, well, no, no, no. It's something that I got to ask myself okay. as mm-hmm. far as when I go so to Cheryl address Cheryl should ask it. herself this. So what is God to Cheryl? If, if God is the way Rob described, which is someone that he has a faith in, that is someone who influences and directs and impacts and guides the way his life is going, then then I agree with Rob because that's a route that he wants to share with his child. Now, God is different in a lot of different people's minds and feelings and in their heart. God takes their its own position regardless of the religion. Every religion has a God, okay? So if you take God as a guidance counselor per se— then, quite frankly, on earth, I'm my children's God, 
mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm the one that you're going to listen to, but then I want you to understand that I account to someone else above me that I take guidance from. So if you ask me, how am I going to exp- express to my child, is God real? God is as real as you choose it to be, Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's my ultimate response. All right. Yeah. I like that one better. No, that's good. Let me just drop this on you real quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm officiating over here. <laughs> yeah, like no one asked you. Um, just don't call 18 fouls on 72 as if it was a Chicago uh, game yesterday. Oh, yeah. You I'm a Bears fan too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. No, what I would do, and you see, it gives me one of those great parental moments when you can tell your kid, I don't know. Like if the question is, is God real? And I hit her with, I don't know. I always like the look in her eye. I'm like, oh, you're supposed to know everything. No, I don't know. I don't know for real if he is, okay? we were. T- I was taught, I grew up Catholic, I went to Catholic school, had it basically forced down my throat, not not the priests, but the actual well, message. I know what you meant. <laughs> the actual message of Jesus and God and church every week and so on and so forth. But I would say, I don't know if he or she exists, but what the real message is, is to treat everybody right. It's the, the commandments, you don't have to be a part of any religious sect to get along with the commandments. It's basically telling you not to be an asshole. You, you don't kill anybody. You obey different things. You follow the commandments. It's sort of like a way of life. So God, however you think he or she is or it is, is kind of irrelevant. And, it, and at a young age, I have a 10-year-old. God said his, his pronouns are they, them. They, is is yeah. God's pronoun? Not, is not he a he they? Should, yeah. He switched they, into them. a they. Okay, that's official. <laughs> um, but at 10 years old, I don't want my kid wrapped up in too much religion. When I was a kid, like I said, Catholic school, church every day. If you don't do this, you're going to go to hell. You don't need that. And I don't want my kid like that. But the the overall thing is, I don't know if he exists or she exists or they exist, but just be a good person. Be a good person. Do what's right. Treat other people like you want to be treated. That's all you think. I think I, you need at 10 years old. Yeah, I think. but B, it, mm-hmm. if Cheryl's specifically asking you, mm-hmm. what do you tell your child yeah. when they ask you, who is God? Sure. So then your answer is, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Okay. I honestly don't know. And. I think there's value to telling your kids that because it humanizes you to where, and it's, it sort of throws them off every once in a while, which I like to do with my kid. But you don't. I, I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. We right. don't well, know everything. Yourself. Well, except for hey, I want to. I want to call little little BS on your answer. I like your answer. Okay. But your wife is is pretty hardcore Muslim nowadays. Is she going to let that answer fly now, in this house? Nowadays, like yeah. this week, she's Muslim. For the past couple of years. <laughs> For the past couple of years, she's like <laughs> is really she, Muslim. Is she going to let that answer fly? Well, she won't. Okay. But, but the question right. is, what do I Yeah, but you got to have a united front. No. No? No. Not on don't. that one? That's no, kind of your golden rule. No, you don't have to. Well, on certain things. On certain things. Not she, not on the big one. She is... She Is <laughs> uh, Is it really a big one? I mean, is so it... So now the, I know who the instigator is in the crew. That's him. I love it. Well, but yeah. when, when we're raising kids, yeah. you know, it's not about... I don't... Going back to faith, um, mm-hmm. it's not about, I don't think it's about a certain faith. I think it's about what you're saying is treating people right. Sure. Treating people with respect, mm-hmm. um, the, treating people the way you want to be treated. So yeah. I, I don't think necessarily it's about tying around religion, but it's more about tying around how you treat other people, That's how you it. treat people in, in, in life. Yeah. At 10 years old, do you need to know the Bible and all, do you really need to know that? Any of that and God and all the horrible stories about, uh, you know, death and famine and all that other, do you really, at 10, do you need to know that? 
Oh, it's it's. it's I think it's, so. It's hey, scary. So what, what happens? What, scary. what happens when the fish dies? When the fish? Well, you t- flush it. What do you tell? Well, in terms of what's the story? What's the story? In terms of where it goes? Look, what happens? Hey, hold up. So. I, I, my, I think all kids eventually ask this question. I grew up sure. very hardcore Catholic like yourself. I, mm-hmm. I did get it rammed down my throat. Yeah. I'm just not, not the priest, but <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, and, you know, I've, I've walked away from that in my 20s and whatnot. Yeah. But um, when the kid asks you the question, you, you, I think like everything else, when kids ask questions, you be honest. I think you're right when you say, I don't know. I mm-hmm. think everybody really, if they're being honest, everybody's agnostic because nobody knows. Nobody you, knows. Some people have faith. They believe. Sure. But, you know, nobody out there shook Jesus or Muhammad's hand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know. So I, I, when my kid asked me that, I said, I don't know. What do you think? That's what I said. <laughs> I don't know. Off, right? What do you think? Yeah. And, and that, it was a good conversation that we had. It was a good bonding experience. And he kind of worked his way through it himself. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to put my beliefs on him. I want to guide him with w- what you're talking about, being a good person. Sure. I want to guide him to being a good person. But I don't want to put my beliefs on him. That's I want him to figure it out. Very important. But but what were you saying about the, the goldfish? Yeah. Like when the fish oh, dies. When the fish it? dies, yeah. What yeah. are you going to tell him? Where is he going to go? Well, you could... T- the thing is, again, we're talking about 10. You could go with the sort of 101, death 101. Well, yeah. It's in fish heaven and... No. Yeah, no. at 10. Right. No, that's inconsistent sure. with what you're saying. There's well, I mean, no heaven. The, if, if, I mean, but the thing is, is that... There's always a heaven the, and a hell. It, does she lose anything by you telling her that? And and I mean, and the thing is, you could also answer that with an I don't know. I don't know where he goes. I was told when I was a kid that fishes go to heaven and people go to heaven. So but if, I don't know for sure. Tell so the what, truth. what if somebody else that she poses that question to mm-hmm. doesn't take the neutral I don't know approach, but actually posits a position? And now... If if my own father is saying I don't know, yeah. but then there's, you know... Yeah, that's Y Z saying this is what it is, then that uh, child has something to hang its no. hat on as opposed to my dad who doesn't, doesn't know. know. I don't know, and Mrs. Smith from the second grade who put that shit in your head doesn't know is either. a fucking asshole and she doesn't know either. <laughs> yeah, but Mrs. That, Smith, Mrs. Mrs. Smith, Smith spent, I forget her name, but she did that with my kid. Right, and but I, Mrs. Smith she spends know. more time with your child, right? No, she's at for, school. For sure, no. She's a teacher, but I mean, well, she's not. He's not going to take break her the word day over apart, me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mrs. Smith is with your child six hours out of the day. Yeah, something yeah, like something that. Like okay. That. So you wake up, you take your child to school, and then when your child comes back from school, you put your child to sleep. So you got max three hours. Yeah, about three hours a day all so, weekend. Right. But so, you're still a more much more influential figure oh, than sure. a Mrs. Smith. I get, but what I'm saying is, is that the exposure, right, the time. That Miss Smith, when you're talking about a child who hasn't had the opportunity to develop opinions and thinking. But they do. They have opinions. No, I, I know. I, I said they haven't had the opportunity to develop it, right? Mm-hmm. The discretion between what's what's viable, what's not viable, how you discern from one to the other. This is why on Real Dad Talk we say spend time with your children. Because Absolutely. Yeah. by spending the time with your children you're gaining the child's confidence. So if Mrs. Smith is spending more time with my kid, and unless I know that Mrs. Smith's mentality and contributions to my child's upbringing is consistent with mine, then I got to think maybe Mrs. Smith has more time and has access to my child more than I do, which access his or her thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Of course, rule number one of parenting is be there, spend Correct. time. You're absolutely right. That's that's number one. Um, I don't think Mrs. Smith is going to be more influential over my child than me. But you know what? If he if he develops, if he hears her opinions and he decides to roll with that, I'm fine with that. I don't need my child to believe what I what I believe. I want him to figure it out for himself. And the fact of the matter is, I think we were talking about this earlier when when they get 12, 13, 14. You're not the biggest influencer <laughs> no, in their life anymore. Not. So you got to be comfortable with that. At that no, point, it's their friends. No, now, yeah. going, back, going back to your... Uh, I'm sorry, what did you want to say? No, what we're talking about earlier is, you know, when they're younger, before 12 years old, before they become a teenager, they listen to you a lot more. So your authority, your word, means a lot more than anybody else's word. But once they become 12 years old, 13 years old, become a teenager, your word is almost dissolved because there's so many other communications, so many other people in their world, especially social media, that control their world. That's, yeah. why, that's what we're yeah. talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, spend time with them. That's mm-hmm. rule number one of parenting. Spend time with them. Agreed. Going back to your, your, your point about uh, the fish. So we have chickens. Okay. And uh, <laughs> our chickens got murdered by some raccoons. And that was very traumatic for my kids because the chickens are basically their dog because the wife won't let them get a fucking dog. So they got chickens, <laughs> uh, which was a terrible decision because chickens shit every five minutes and they're filthy They animals. shit eggs too. It's good for Sunday morning breakfast. Yeah, yeah well, there is that. Um, but it was traumatic and, and those questions came up. Where does the fish go? Where do the chickens go? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's dead. We don't, we don't know. That's, that's yeah. where it goes. We, we don't know. I'm not going to lie to them. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Like, I know where this chicken is now i don't know maybe they, they reincarnated in another life maybe it's just lights out mm-hmm. that's what that's what i told him what <laughs> i did i said it went home that's what i said that's a good was, answer <laughs> what i said was i said they were visiting yeah with us we we had their own room and it was a fish tank right mm-hmm. and i said they went home so when there's a spider in the house and Wife is like, get the spider out of the house after my oldest one said, Papa, there's a spider. Mm. I said, okay, why don't you come with me? We're going to take the spider from our house and we're going to take him outside so it can go to its house. In my opinion, and, and I'm no expert, I'm, you know, I'm not a professional, I, I'm a new father, mm. but from from the way I feel at this point, I don't have the benefit of experience. Mm -hmm. So now most of it is based on emotion and my own thought. Sure. I say, you know what? We're just going to say that he's no longer with us. Yeah. I'm not engaging in the conversation about death. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to worry about getting into uh, where this item is going after it's deceased. Yeah. So I'm you said not, your kids are two and three, right? Two and yeah, three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's it's a little early for me, but sure. if I do have to forecast uh, how I would like to address the issue, uh, I, as Rob does, I do have a faith. Um, I I definitely will share my faith with my children. I agree with what you were saying. Uh, Matt, where you don't know, and like you be, where you mm-hmm. said that's the best answer, I don't know. I'm just not quite ready <laughs> to say I don't know so early. Sure, I, yeah. I still wanna, I still wanna retain my child's confidence mm-hmm. in looking up to me. Yeah, 
as the source for an answer. Sure. So, but but kids do like will. kids do like perspectives though. I, I right. with my oldest with my with my son Armen all the time. Uh, he has he asks a question. And it's a loaded question, and I'll say, "Hey, you know, there is this perspective, then there's this perspective, and there's this perspective. I want you to let this all sink in." And so, uh, when I think about this question you're answering, uh, what I'm answering for you is this, 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 and he's like, "Dad, that's a lot. That's a lot." So I don't want him to be just so one one sided. I want him to know there's different ways to. Even- well, at his age, he can handle different. No perspectives no, not to a they, certain extent. No, that's too young. Well, I mean, and he can handle it more than my three-year-old can. And how old is Armin? Uh, eight years old. Eight years right. old. Okay. So it's it, but it, it, he's still at the age of you know it's he doesn't get that information in and uh, develop it like we do. You know, Cheryl. I don't know if this answers your question, but you got us off on a huge tangent. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I th- I think uh, you and I. We'll come at this from completely different point of views because from what you just said, where he can't get his own perspective or he can't measure different perspectives, like, and what you said about you want your kid to come to you for answers. I think everybody, dad, every, every dad wants that. They want to be the hero in their kid's life. They want to answer yeah. the questions. But you have to, you have to have them think for themselves. Right. I don't want them to be thinking like back in my my parents are old school. I'm sorry to interject. Uh, my parents are old school, and we're like. This is one size fits all answer. And I was like, that's not the answer, mom and dad. I love you with all due respect, but there's one, two, three, four answers. Yeah. So I don't want my kid to be like, hey, dad, um, by the way, I checked on the internet and there's like four answers to this. I want. I know they're going to find other answers. I know this is the realm that we live in where people could Google and whatever. So I'll be like, this is one answer. But if you want to find another answer... There may be other answers. I, I can't be the one that says like one 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 size fits all. It can't yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. I like answering my kids' questions and and him thinking I'm smart and all that. But I also like my child to work things out for himself and and learn to be independent and 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 make. I think at eight, I don't think that's too too young for them to make up their own mind or at least form their own ideas. Mm-hmm. So. I think we got a pretty varying answers on that. That's pretty good. I Thanks, hope that Cheryl. gave us some insight, Cheryl. It's, it's solid. This is what it's about. I really enjoy this because these perspectives, like I'm enjoying what your side is. I'm enjoying Chris, Chris's side. Always I enjoy Chris's side in debate, but this is great. I really enjoy this. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, do we have time for another one or do you want to go in another direction? No, let's roll with it. Let's see if... Do another uh, one? Let's see if we're in. Let's go. If somebody can top Cheryl. Let's see, let's see what we got. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. This comes from Gary in Temple City. I don't know where that is. Arizona. I, I don't is have... Yeah. All right. Gary Temple in Temple City. Oh, wow. Tempe. Yeah. I was thinking Tempe. Uh, I, was, I was about to be impressed, but uh, yeah. hope no, your kid I'm, doesn't ask you about that. <laughs> Tempe, Temple, one of them's in Arizona. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, isn't that where Bill Cosby went? Temple University? Temple, yeah. Oh. That's Philly, right? Don't take yeah. a nap in Philly. Temple City, Gary. <laughs> All right. I feel like my dad had his shit together as a dad. Myself... I feel much more overwhelmed than he did. Mm. He seemed to always know what he was doing. Is parenting today harder than it used to be, or is it just me? Hmm. Tempe is a city just <laughs> east of Phoenix in Arizona. That's Tempe. It's striking Tempe Center for the arts. Yeah, that, that's Tempe. Right. Yeah, but Temple City. This is Temple City. Right. Not, so, yeah. yeah. Is that even real? Did Gary just make that up? Gary didn't even hear the question. I don't know. All right. He, he's like Eric over here. He's doing his own thing. <laughs> We already Temple, got one of them on the show. Temple we don't need City's to. in L.A. Is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought it was made. All right. Temple okay. City now, it, is in L.A. City? Temple's in L.A., correct. L.A. County? 
It's a, uh, all right, let's <laughs> just answer. Can, 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 I, I like to jump it's into a city I like in LA County. I like to jump into this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very interesting question because last week at the conference, at the diversity conference in Anaheim, uh, we asked this same question to uh, Ruth, and Ruth uh, was she wanted to be on Real Dad Talk three hundred and sixty. Uh, at first, she she kind of had second guesses about it, but then she was like, "Let's let's go on it." She came on the show, and I asked her this question. Mm-hmm. This one, and this similar because okay. it's like um, times have changed, you know. And for us, it's social media, you know. Uh, our kids, especially if we have kids that are teenagers, uh, kids even that are in like whatever eight, nine, ten years old, they're already on YouTube, TV, whatever. So social media, all that is in our realm. Yeah. And we will. Everyone in this room will agree with me, and I know they will agree with me because they'll say that this social media is out of control, um, even with kids, adults. Every adult has their phone in their hand every two seconds because they're constantly... Kids are two. Teenagers are two. Um, so this is the epidemic. Mm-hmm. But So I brought this up to Ruth. And Ruth has been doing this for years and years and years. Over I don't know how many years. And um, she's like, every generation, every decade has their own epidemic, has their own issues. And um, you can't blame social media like i said she's like rob she's like rob you can't blame social media and i'm like why not because social media is ruining (laughs) ruining the world (laughs) i don't know but she's like no in the 80s we had this in the 90s we had this in the 70s we had this so she's like you can't go off and blame different generations parenting is hard for different generations and we have different obstacles coming our way but at the end of the day I think it's all equal. I mean, it's all uh, correlated to each other. We're not at different, uh, you know, uh, advantages. What's Mm. the question, Matt? The question is, is parenting today harder than it used to be, or do I just not have my shit together? That's Mm. basically the the gist of it. No. Well, again, in my opinion, I don't think parenting is more difficult today. I think that... I think that the struggles about parenting are more out in the open yeah than they used to be yeah. and and to to back up what rob was saying and what roots contributions were is that regardless of the generations the struggles still exist in our generation we could say that social media is, is a struggle right mm. and and in our society and in our culture and in our generation, it's that obvious uh, struggle, which is social media. Overall, a kid 40 years ago said no when you told them or asked them what to do. And they still say no today. The outside influences, I can only imagine that they were the same. I think that the influences again, are more prominent today. Yeah, for sure. Mm. But I think overall, I think it's the same battle, just in a different way. Yeah. yeah. That's my opinion. Now, I, with me, it's tough to answer that question because I wasn't a parent back then. Right. So you have to kind of say, I don't know if it's getting harder. I'm going to call you I don't know, man. That's me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know for a fact, and I, you know, for sure, that my parents and probably that generation of parents were better than we are. No. Oh, yeah. 
Why? Mm-hmm. I'm going to agree with you on that. Th- think about this. Kids? Well, no, I, I have to, I have to think about this. They were hardcore hard sure. back there. No, think about it. Parents were beating their kids more frequently, no. <laughs> driving, smoking sure, cigarettes with the no. windows rolled up, that's no seatbelts in the car, th- th- give th- their kid a key to walk home from school, leave until 7 o'clock at night. That's based on the knowledge they had at the time. They weren't. No one was telling them, oh, yeah. Cigarettes are going to kill you for sure. People were still doing cigarette commercials, drinking and, and, and driving, and advising women to drink because it made them look or smoke or look because it made looking them look the late, other late. way when daddy's having an affair. Yeah, all that stuff is circumstantial and not. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about parenting. Your your parents were probably younger than you are when you had your first kid. Yeah, they were 24. <laughs> exactly, and they had to make ends meet while all this was going on, all and having more kids than what we have now. Yeah, right. So at that young age, they're probably right out of school, 22, 25, 26. These people are getting it done, getting it done on a daily basis with these, with more kids than we have, having them at an earlier age, having to make ends meet, having financial responsibility in their 20s and 30s. That is, they're kicking ass. They're kicking now. Yeah, they didn't know the things we know. Hey, don't drink and drive. Don't smoke. It'll kill you. They they didn't have that same information. They didn't have just the call your dad a dummy. So no, just no, did. no. They didn't have that worldwide web. They were all smart people, but and then throw into, and I always take things the black way. But if you're a, come from a minority family, you're also dealing with the fact if you grew up in the '70s and '80s that not that long ago your father or mother was called out of their name on a pretty regular basis. So on top of that, are you not comfortable saying that because of, because of our guests? Because you've never held back on that word before. Well, you never know. You got to temper the room. You got to kind of dip your toe in and be like, "Am I going to say no?" We're Middle Eastern. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about it. So, but the thing is, is that, and then you know, if your parents had, you know, based on your age, if your parents, you know, were that age group, they dealt with that, right? So dealing with that level of stress in their life, we don't have that. Yeah, that shit hardens you. It makes you a better person. And a better parent. Yeah, but All right. Do, are you, do you think uh, those issues still exist today? Not to the extreme they did to then. To the extreme, right. So yeah. then, you know, just like we always talk about on Real Dad Talk, the gender mm-hmm. gap is slowly closing mm-hmm. when it relates to social status, employment opportunities, so on and so forth. But the the realm where the, so, where the gender gap has not come together is on parenting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mothers are still looked at as the parent and the father's involvement has not been recognized mm-hmm. not because we're looking for affirmation yeah, but not not the same way as it was in the 60s it's come a long way since then that's my whole point oh, okay. is yeah. that it still has come about but it's not formally been recognized as a contributing factor in the child rearing process it's still stereotypically assigned to the mom it well, really you know, is. the I number mean, one, yeah. the number one most highly correlated factor of whether or not a child ends up in prison, like a good friend dog, is whether or not the father was in the home. Okay, that's so the then, number one most highly coordinated. So then I could say that the highly most correlated relationship between financial gain is whether or not the parents were educated. If that's true, I don't know if that's true or not. But and I also don't know if just because. My father was in prison, then I have a likelihood of being in prison. No, it, right? it's no, it doesn't. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, not a generality, polar, right? Yeah, yeah it's the th- the one factor that's most highly correlated right. together. Mm-hmm. So, so, but anyway, on the I'm sorry, were you not done? No, no, I'm good. Okay, the the on on this question, yeah, 
his specific question, because again, we're going all over, is parenting harder today? Mm-hmm. The answer is no, it wasn't harder then. It's not harder now. Being a parent, it, it, there's different factors now than there were then, but the, the core principles remain the same. Correct. Love your kid, spend time with them, provide for them. Those are the same three things you needed to do then as now. We, I think what's different about now, you guys mentioned the social media, that's for sure. But the other thing that's a lot different now is parents are being watched a lot more closely. Mm-hmm. You go to the store now and you leave your kid in the car for two minutes while you go inside, you <laughs> might lose that kid. Parents are being watched more closely and, and judged a lot more. But, you know, back in the day, like I mentioned, you could, you could be driving down the street smoking a cigarette taking a swig off the the gin, <laughs> windows rolled up, no seatbelts, and nobody thought much of it. You know, nobody nobody no. was judging everybody. They didn't Parent, know. People today are, are much more judgy judgy. Yeah. If you if you spank a kid in public today, you're gonna get you're gonna get judged for that. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, I remember being a kid getting whacked in the middle of a store. You know, that was that was pretty common. So it's being a parent, it's not the hardest job in the world, but it it's might be the most important one. And it's the same job now as it was then. Mm-hmm. Sounds I, good. I agree with you. It, it is more challenging. Um, you know, you don't have individuals who are professionals who are required by law to make reportings now, right? You have teachers. Yeah. You have school counselors. And now in today's society, therapy for children is more common, right? right. And when therapists hear certain trigger words. Yeah, they got to report right? it. Then they got to report yeah, I'm a, it. Yeah. Even, I'm a physical therapist. Yeah, there's certain right. things we have to look for and, and report. So when you say, is it harder, when I said it's no harder because we each had, each generation meaning, had its own challenges and its own struggles, I will say that it is harder because you as a parent are confronted with more... Uh, societal oppositions than you may have been in the past. Yeah, that's true. As these, you know, required reporting. So I I see both sides. Right, right. Cool. I think we nailed it. I I think between the four of us, we just solved some parenting problems for Cheryl and Gary. Yeah. So we should just start making babies. So, so Cheryl, right now, so Cheryl, right now we're no, we're, we're missing some some ovaries. <laughs> really, no. really want to go down that road? Yeah. Okay. So, um, anything else you want to talk about? You you want to hit a subject? Are we good? I, I was gonna I had to explain a black thing to a cracker, but it doesn't feel right right now. So <laughs> we'll maybe, say maybe we'll, we'll save, save that, that for next time. week. All right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Let's let's we these, Let guys, these guys off the yeah, hook. They, with they, that. they seem they Who's seem friendly right now. Well, what's that? Who's a cracker? I'm, well, I'm the cracker. He's the cracker. Not a cracker. Well. Uh, we go with don't, yeah. Don't 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 <laughs> let him off the hook so easy. You haven't heard what he says. No. What what actually is a, a cracker? What well, you know? It's white, doesn't it? The, no, the, they said it the other day. No, it was more than um, just that. it was uh, I can't remember what it was. They they it came out during that Raiders thing with Antonio Brown because he called the coach a, or the oh, general manager. Check a this out while you're looking that up. Yeah. Uh, my my youngest, he's seven. His, his name's Kyrae. Don't don't beep it out. You always beep his name out. I want to put it out there. I'm All right, my boy, Kyrae. And can we put out his address too? <laughs> No. Anyway, okay. Kai uh, we're talking about something about color and race. We're driving to jujitsu, and uh, I forget what he said. Oh, he said something about Asians not being able to drive. My my boys are they're Asian, <laughs> um, or half Asian. Anyway, and he he said I said something about me being white, and he said, "Daddy, you're not you're not really white. The back he's in the back seat. The back of your neck's all red." <laughs> and then my other kid goes, "Yeah, Daddy, you're a redneck." <laughs> 
<laughs> Gotta love these racist kids. Yeah. No, but a cracker, just, you know, because we educate on this show. It's a term in southeastern United States English to describe poor white trash derived from the Scottish meaning of the verb to crack, which in this sense denotes ostentation. What's so I guess, the source? Um, it is the Urban Dictionary. Oh, you know what? I do, and I, I do know of uh, uh, the crack in the whip. Crack in the whip. The, the crack in the, the whip. Urban Dictionary yeah. is a pretty legit yeah. source, I gotta say. <laughs> urban Dictionary is a... I don't know. I mean, all these years, I go through Wikipedia, then yeah. I go to Urban Dictionary. Ah, fuck Urban that. Dictionary yeah. is the next one. I don't yeah. know. Crack, crack Wikipedia. Wikipedia yeah. is... I don't know. Wikipedia is... Is, is Wikipedia accurate? It's people that go on... And they just put their whatever opinion or their sources yeah, it's, on Wikipedia. So we all like the thing is, uh, like uh, the other episode you guys were talking about mm-hmm. a couple episodes back about kids going to college, the debt side. The debt is real. Mm-hmm. The debt, the federal loans is real. I get it 100%. Guys, I get it. And I'm not saying college actually makes you smarter. I will never say like college gets you on the next level. Mm-hmm. But if I have a generation of kids going around and checking Wikipedia and urban, <laughs> and what, what's that? What's, that, what's the urban, other one? urban dictionary? Urban dictionary <laughs> giving me definitions. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle that. I need like actual sources, like Webster. Yeah. <laughs> Webster. Somebody. That's a serious. Yeah. That's the thing. These days, everything's on Google. Yeah. Hey Siri, what does this mean? <laughs> My kid's gonna be forever saying Siri. What does this do? Yeah. Like honestly, like it's that's crazy. true because when you yeah. do ask Siri half time, they pull the answer from Wikipedia, and that's just uh, that's just sourced from everyone. And it could be opinions, yeah. opinions, a lot of opinions. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it's 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 so funny. Sorry, but, guys. but you it know what? That, that's the world in general now. I I, I think it was kind of always that way where you watch the news. And you accept the news as fact. Yeah. And it's not necessarily so. Like, I don't believe anything I hear anymore because, number one, you, you hear something on CNN. You hear the opposite thing on Fox News. Who's telling the truth? Maybe neither of them. Um, unless you see it with your own eyes or you know it to be factually true, you not, might not be getting the, the, the truth. And that's what that's what I tell my kids. Like, figure it out for yourself, man. Don't don't trust what you're hearing unless you're talking to an expert. Mm. That, and that's it goes back to what I was saying earlier when I was saying... There is, I, I can't have the answer for my kids because this day and age, there's answers I don't have. There's answers that I had 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I had yeah. answers. That, are, out, that you know are wrong. Yeah, now. yeah. Come, come <laughs> yeah, out of college. Too. Come yeah. out of college. I was a know-it-all. I knew it all. I was like, I learned this in the books. I learned this in the books. 15, 18 years later, I was in the grid line. I, I was in the front line. I was there seeing all the crap that went on in corporate world. So now I have a different answer. I can't tell my kid, hey, go to college. You're going to work your way up. You're going to be a stud. By 20 years, you can retire. No, because I know the truth of what goes on out there. Yeah. They got to make, make their own educated guess. I will not have my kid hey, living the hey, American dream. There's no American dream anymore. Well, what is the American dream? Working 50, 60 years until you die? No, that's not that's American the, That's the way they pitch it. That, yeah, that's, 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 that's not, not the American dream. dream. No, that's, that's not our dream. Yeah. And so what I want to instill in our kids, especially my son, my daughter, is, listen, I'll lay the options out there for you. But the, the final decision is up to you. If you could do it, it's yours. And I'll, and I'll back you every, every step of the way. But I can't make that decision because this world is such a... So, in this so on, indecisive place. So, mm-hmm. on a clear, sunny day mm-hmm. with no clouds, your child decides to say that the sky is pink. Mm-hmm. And you know the sky is blue. 
okay? Mm-hmm. You're going to give your child the opportunity to take the position that the sky is pink, even though the rest of the world sees it as blue? I will always... I'll let them argue it. I, I, I always forever believe in my children. My mm-hmm. children, I, I, I honestly, unless uh, somewhere or uh, someone... Uh, institution or someone says differently and says that they're they're not capable of making decisions. Rob, the sky is blue. Hold mm-hmm. on. Hold on. Sometimes it's pink. It, uh, <laughs> listen. It's pink last night. Listen, it depends on what time it was. Uh, listen, yeah. it's not... I, I will not... You and I, growing up, I, I'll just bring one example. I don't, I don't take myself as your uh, picture-perfect ch- child growing up. You're far I, from it. I, 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 was, <laughs> I was not the, uh, hey, I listened to everything my parents say. But I respected my parents. Mm. Everything my parents said, I respected. And so that led me to the right direction, even though I, I led off path. I led off path. I led off path. But, but at the you end of the, knew the difference between... My parents, even to the day I would still make the wrong judgments, still would back me up. So if my child says the sky is pink, I'll say, all right, the sky is pink. Let's keep on going. Well, what, what, what's what's the next move? I won't do that. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll all right. let them well, argue it, but yeah. I, I want them to state state their case. But then, if I know it's fucking blue, I'm going to win that argument. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to let them win. I'm just. I want to. I want to hear it out. I'm not going to reject them. I can't. Yeah, you know. In this day and age, you're being really, supportive. Sure. I get it. Well, hey, no. We gotta. We gotta Wait, that, wrap it just, up. Yeah, get well, your point out. We gotta. We gotta get out of here. We're getting. Long we're getting here. late. Yeah. yeah. Now, one thing, just to sort of uh, piggyback on all that stuff, something happened to me today that I think fits. Pick up my child from school, and I say, why are you wearing that hoodie? It's like 90 degrees. She's like, I had to wear a hoodie because I'm wearing a kind of a shirt, and she wasn't secure that the shirt was covering her newly forming breasts. Okay, I'll just go ahead and say it. She's 10 years old. That made me feel awkward. I, it's weird when I say it. I don't like saying it. Well, but she, we're having a conversation about having kids in this room here. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We jump from <laughs> that to this. Uh, let yeah. the record say he was talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I was. But... So she tells me she's uncomfortable, so she wore the sweater. And I said, well, sweetie, why don't, instead of you wearing a a hoodie at 90 degrees, ask mommy to take you to go get a strapless bra, because it will, you know, cover you down there, you're secure, and it's not showing up top, because that's what she was worried about. And she says, oh, daddy, there's no such thing as a strapless bra. (laughs) And I said, sweetie, I, I, I swear to you, there is. And she says, well, how would you know that? You're a boy. This is a girl thing. You don't know. I'm like, sweetie. I swear there's a strapless bra. And we went back and forth. And then finally I said, you know what? I've done my best. If you don't believe there's a strapless bra, you're going to have to find out for yourself. So Yeah, you handled that, right? Yeah, basically what it is, you do the best you can. You put it out there. You give them all the information. And it's just like any of us in life. And our parents have been in this situation before. I told him not to date that girl. And now she's a cokehead and, you know, whatever. Um, But that's the thing. You do the best you can. And if they don't follow it, they get a learning experience, hopefully. That doesn't harm them, but a learning experience nonetheless. Right on. Well yeah. done, Dad. Well, I try. You got, hey, you guys. Got, you got street cred. Well, Honestly, you got street cred with your daughter that day. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, and I'm waiting. I hope my, my, my wife tells her about the strapless bra. I, <laughs> Fellas, shout out shout out where the, the yes. people can find you. Uh, realdadtalk.com. Uh, our podcast is Real Dad Talk on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. And lastly... Uh, join us at Twitter and Instagram at The Real Dad Talk. Check them out, guys. It's, it's a good podcast. I listened to a couple of episodes. Good stuff. Thank you, man. Thank, okay. you, thank you for having us on the show. It's been a pleasure.
Yeah, no yeah, problem. Thank coming. you guys for coming. Thanks for coming almost on time. Yeah, yeah, and we and we look forward to joining you on yours. And Definitely. Thank promise you. to drop a heavy question just as you do. <laughs> All right. Do you want to um, take? Oh us yeah. Out? Uh, find us on. Send your questions to us on Messenger. We're at the Dad Presents on Twitter at the Dad Presents and Instagram. Please review us on iTunes. Get us some points and uh, help bring us some more sponsors. Thanks for listening, man. Awesome. And until next time, folks. Take care of your kids. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. We'll be back next week. Y'all be good. <laughs>